Good morning, listeners, and thank you for tuning in to 8:70 a.m. Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Today is day 136, and I'm here in the studio today with Agnes Drew. Any news, Agnes? Weather-wise, we've got clear skies and brisk air. It's cold out, but it's not unforgiving. I can't wait for winter to be over. But then again, spring means more rain, and that does not bode well for our hydrophobic friends. I haven't even thought about how dangerous spring is going to be. When it rains every day for a week straight, it's going to be hard to scavenge. We'll have to shore ourselves up for spring, like animals shore themselves up for the winter. Speaking of animals, want to confess to our listeners what you brought back to the station yesterday afternoon? Max, come on, Agnes. This is a judgment-free zone. I'm just not even sure how I feel about it. Talk through it. I think what you're experiencing is an interesting jumping-off point to look at the way the world is changing. Okay, fine, listeners. Yesterday we were on a scavenging run, and we got into one of the nicer houses in the city. It was pretty picked over, which we expected, but it looked like most of the hits on it had come from the early days: empty jewelry boxes, a blank spot where a flat screen TV used to be. The the kind of looting that would have been done before it became clear that the world wasn't going to go right back to the way it was. There was a chance there would be some useful things left behind that had initially been ignored, so we took a chance on it and found a couple of pairs of really nice snow boots, some camping supplies, and one of those really impressive coolers with a weird name. I get the sense that the people who lived there were the kind of rich that somehow makes them really into roughing it. I wonder if their hiking trips to South America have kept them alive. There were still a few traditional luxury items around, though, especially in the closet of the master bedroom. And what did you take, Agnes? Well, I didn't take any of the Louboutins or the Fendi bags. But oh, I hate seeing it. I hate that I have it. Listeners, our resident pescatarian and animal lover, Agnes, is now the proud, or possibly not proud. Owner of a fur coat. Not proud. Definitely not proud. It's just, it's so warm and it's so cold out. I just touched it and it was like, hmm, all soft and fluffy. I couldn't help myself. You're pretty conflicted about this, aren't you? I am. I used to be so anti-fur, and I still am. But the environmental impact that made the fur industry so problematic. Isn't part of the equation anymore. This coat is a relic of that world, but by taking it from this woman's closet, I'm not really contributing to that industry, am I? I'm not supporting any distributors or using fur as a fashion statement or choosing it over faux. It still totally creeps me out that this used to be living animals. But am I wrong for thinking that our circumstances have? Changed the moral implications of me owning this. I think that's something you have to negotiate for yourself. As a whole, it's hard to deny that we have regressed to a less industrial society. We're in a transition period, living off the remains of the society before, while slowly returning to a local agricultural and tradesman-based economy with a barter system, which is probably an improvement on our environmental impact as a species. Probably. We can't know for certain how the zombies are affecting everything. But just because this coat isn't part of an abusive system anymore, does that give me f- a free pass? Let's take a hypothetical. If a local hunter killed this animal and ate it, not being wasteful, and the fur was simply a byproduct for his quest for survival, would you have a problem with it? Well, I'm still a pescatarian, so yeah, I guess so. Okay. 
So what if the animal dies of natural causes and some inventive person finds it and uses the fur afterwards? I guess I don't have a problem with that. Now, these scenarios used to be very unlikely origins for a fur coat, but you might start seeing this happen in the world we live in now. Well, even something like that did happen, say, a year ago. Wearing the coat would be a visual endorsement of the larger industry, and it would still be a problem for me. So now that the industry isn't part of the equation anymore? This is so hard! Everything is different now, and I'm not sure what I believe anymore. I think you know what you believe, Agnes. You're just not sure if what you believe is still important. You still believe that killing animals is wrong. You're just not sure if you taking a stance will make any difference in a world without PETA or protests. So what should I do? Should I let my base desires for warmth and fuzziness overshadow my old principles? I can't tell you what to do, Agnes. I know. I think... I think I'll try to find a coat on our scavenging runs that doesn't make me so confused. But I think it's all right to hold on to this one just until I do. It would be stupid to choose to be cold over warmth. Individual survival is really hard these days, and I think it's all right that every once in a while we cut ourselves and each other a break. Sounds like a plan, Agnes. And something to remember as we go forward. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Max O'Brien here with Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.